Hello, beautiful souls. You are listening to Heal, Grow, Love with Tiffany, and I'm so grateful that you decided to press play and that you're here to listen to this episode. My goal in creating this podcast is to create a space where you can tune in and receive support on this experience of spirituality, personal development, being a human <laughs> here on earth at this time and just allow allow space for you to connect into that and, and for me to share my experiences and messages and whatever comes through. Trusting that if you decide to press play in this episode, that this is a message that you need to hear, that you're ready to hear, that is for you. And, you know, I always love to share as well that um, you don't need to take it all, you know, listen, have a listen, take the pieces that really resonate with you, the pieces that you need today and leave the things that you don't behind. That's beautiful as well. Um, tonight I just shared a little bit about my experience as a medium and what that is like, how that feels. And I'm just going to let you get into it because it's kind of a long episode. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Hello, beautiful souls. Oh, it's Tiffany and it's pretty late at night here. Um, but I was just, I was just watching this show on Netflix about, um, maybe you might be familiar with it. It's called Life After Death. It's a medium, Tyler Henry, um, and it just kind of walks through him doing some readings and his life a little bit. Um, I think he he used to have another show that was just called Medium, um, and mostly on that show he read, like, celebrities and stuff like that. Anyways, it's just kind of, it's always kind of interesting to watch, like, someone who does what you do, um, do it, right? And to just see the different ways that, that people do that and, and to allow that to kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's just interesting to compare and contrast. And I noticed a lot of big differences between what he did and I did and, um, or, and what I do. And it's, I don't know, I actually watching it, I felt incredibly lucky and incredibly grateful that my gifts have come through in the way that they have. And I just wanted to kind of elaborate a little bit and maybe share with you a little bit more about my process. And I might share with you as well some things that like I observed him um, doing just because it's fresh in my mind and it's interesting to have that compare and contrast. Um, So my journey into what I offer now began years and years ago when I first learned Reiki. And um, at the time I was receiving, like when I would do sessions, I would receive a lot of visual impressions, but I didn't really understand. I thought I knew what some of them were, but I didn't really fully comprehend all of them. And so I usually didn't really share anything. And this was like, like 14 years ago. So like, like quite a while ago. Um, and then, and I continued to just do Reiki and I became really, really, uh, you know, aware of the energy and I could 
sense energy and ground energy and move energy and, you know, clear things and shift things and infuse Reiki into things and, and do a lot of really beautiful energy healing work um, that was really, really fascinating. And, and I would get visuals and I would get images. Um, but again, like, yeah, for years, I, I didn't really even, I just kind of let them float through my mind like meditations. Um, I didn't really give them a lot of thought either way. I just, I just observed them. I just let them flow through. Sometimes I would let them guide me, you know, if I could see or feel something intense in a certain area of the body, you know, it would guide me to spend more time in that area. But I didn't really share the things that I was seeing with the people um, at all. I would share things like, oh, there's a lot of, you know, energy in your knee, um, even though I might also be getting like some visualizations of, of things that I now see were like, like actual vivid memories or would have been their vivid memories, you know, vivid experiences of what may have happened there or why they might, might be storing energy there. Um, but again, yeah, for years, just let that, just let it be like a meditation. And I didn't really, um, give it a lot of value. Um, no, nor did I, you know, I, yeah, I just, it was just, it just was, um, and then, um, we moved into, I started to teach a couple of Reiki classes, but I didn't really have a dedicated space that was my own where I felt really comfortable in offering that. So I did a couple classes here and there. And then, um, and then we purchased the home that we have now. And when we did that, um, I all of a sudden had space to have a studio. I had space to offer Reiki, um, to clients and also to do my herbs, which I, which I do a lot more in the spring and summer. It's starting to get, starting to get exciting in the, in the world of herbs right now. Um, I actually did my first Reiki session in this house. So we, we were set to take possession of the house on, on Sunday. I can't remember the exact date, um, like August 1st or 2nd at noon. Um, but our, our finances were actually completed on Friday. And so the owners of the house, because the house was already empty and had been for quite a while, the owner said, well, we have our money. So we're happy to, you know, just give you the keys now. And then you have the weekend to start moving your stuff in. And, and that was really exciting. Um, so we got to move in a little bit earlier and on the Sunday though, at noon was when we were supposed to like be officially taking possession of the house was when I did my first Reiki session. And I did it with a woman who had actually shown me the house, sent me the link to the house or tagged me in the link to the house. It was a private sale. And she spent a lot of time here. Um, the people who we bought it from were her, one of her best friend's parents. And so growing up through um, her childhood and teenage years, she spent a ton of time here. So it was really like a really beautiful way to just kind of begin that journey. And then I started to say like, you know, like, yeah, I can do sessions with people. And I started inviting people over and pretty quickly, like, you know, that would have been in August. So, you know, we got settled in September, October. I might've done, um, I might've done a couple of sessions. And then I went to a 
um, a psychic fair in Victoria and I observed, I did a pre presentation on Reiki and then I observed the next woman after me who was like a psychic medium lady and she was channeling aliens and someone's grandmother and all of these things and she looked like a really average woman and I remember that moment like I saw her and I was like well if she could do it I could do it and I literally felt all of these old beliefs that I'd been carrying around about different things that you had to be in order to you know access those kind of gifts and you know in order to have like you know raise your vibration high enough to access those gifts and and I felt all those things fall away and I realized that the only thing that you needed to do is access to access your gifts was to believe to let go of any of the beliefs that were blocking you any of the beliefs that were getting in your way and and to allow that to come in and then um, I started in my next sessions, I would receive some impressions, but I waited until the end of the session. I wonder if actually I was already receiving a few impressions. No, no, it was after this. So I received a few impressions, but I waited until the end of the session to um, deliver them. And sometimes they're really meaningful and sometimes they weren't as clear and I, you know, the guides were coming in really strong at that point. And it was very, you know, they were very clearly, I was receiving them visually. I could see them. I could hear their messages. Um, and they were sometimes showing me images and, and visualizations of people, places, things that felt quite literal. And that's the way that I receive them now is, is that I'll be shown things in a quite literal sense. Um, and then... And then I can also hear them really clearly, which is the best because when you want to deliver messages, to have a message worded in the way that they want to is, is, is you know, and to have that clarity and know that you're delivering, delivering the right message is just so powerful. But it isn't always that way. Sometimes it is putting together the pieces of the things that I see, describing the places, things, people. Um, sometimes it is these strong emotions, strong things that, that I can feel, like I can feel their sensations. I remember I worked on a woman who had been in a car accident and as soon as I got to the area where her injury was, I could, I could, I was, it was like I was back in that car accident. I couldn't feel the pain sensation and the physical sensations, but I could feel her emotions and I could feel, it was like, it was like I could just feel her going like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck just happened? It was like the moment after, you know, the moment that, that, that things were kind of recalibrating. And it was like, and I, I could just like, it, it was exactly like being there and, and, and sensing those emotions. But I don't have so much of, sometimes like it's strong physical vibration, intensity, um, energy. Like I, I can, I sense if something feels really like heavy, really light. But I don't have so much of like that pain sensation that some mediums describe where they're feeling a lot of that physical pain. I don't receive that. Um, and then it allows me to just deliver the messages. And I and for me, the beings that come through the most are our spirit guides because we all have, you know, a bunch of spirit guides and all be able to tune in to all the ones that are closely working with you at this time. 
I think we have many spirit guides throughout our life and there's often two to four, I'd say, sometimes a little bit more or less, um, that are working with us really closely on whatever it is that we're going through in our life. And so I'll be able to pick up on them right away. And then on occasion, and and this is really like as needed, um, our loved ones will come through. People who we knew in this lifetime and have lost. And so for me, watching that show was really interesting because he primarily or only really picks up on people who have passed away. And one of the things that struck me as really odd was, one, he definitely received a lot of physical sensations and shared many times throughout the series um, that he felt exhausted and tired and not good um, in between. Like, he had to rest a lot. He needed to take a lot of rest. And um, and the other thing, I'm going to come back to that, though. I'm going to leave that here for now, and I'm going to jump ahead to that when he was communicating with people who have passed away, something that kind of struck me as odd was that those people often talked about how they passed away and a lot of times sometimes there was significance in that and sometimes there wasn't significance in that but it always came up it was something and I I'm not sure if that's something that he seeks out from them as validation of who they are um I know like like I don't receive a lot of information about how a person passes away unless it is very pertinent to the healing of the person who I'm doing the reading or someone that they know, unless there is, you know, details that are needed to know in order to help move on. Um, hmm. I'm just recalling how one of the reading that I did, that first reading upstairs, there was actually a lot of information that came through about their brother. So I wonder when, I feel like my timeline might be a little bit off, but that's okay. Maybe there wasn't so much that day. Maybe it was more energy and another time that that came through. Um, now I'm all scrambled. So coming back, he was, yeah, always sharing how that person passed away. And I know, so when I have someone who comes through who's passed away, they will often give me bits and pieces so that, so that, um, whoever's receiving the reading knows who they are. And so this might be, you know, information, this might be kind of feelings and sensations about who they, who they were as a person, you know, if someone had a really great sense of humor and was known for that, then that might come through really strongly. Um, if there's certain physical details, certain sensations about how they're related to that person, um, often there'll be like little remarks or, or little imagery that's shown to me that, that makes it really like, makes it so that that person knows who they are. And there was even like, this is so funny, um, 
yeah, like like one time I was doing a session and, and when I do a session, it is also, I'm also giving hands-on Reiki. So I do work around the body and, and I'm touching that the person while I do it. It's, you know, not, not the same. Although if someone wanted a traditional sit down reading, they're more than welcome to have that as well. Um, but because I do Reiki, I include it. So you get the full meal deal. Um, all the energy healing as well as a reading and and I think that that's a big thing of, of of like where I saw the contrast and in in what we do not in the way that it physically looks which it does but also in the sense that I feel as though I'm more of a healer and so I think of them as more healings and sessions as opposed to just straight readings um but yeah, I remember with this, this particular person, I was moving around, they had lost their husband. And as I was working down, it was like I got to the feet and, and I could, it, he, it was like he was sitting on the couch, there's a couch up in my studio. And he started kind of laughing and giggling. He was like, Oh, yeah, the feet. And it, and I was like, I was like, I just have to like tell you, you know, I had to share it, share it with the person. And they were like, Oh, yeah, he loved my feet. And you know, there's just these little things that you know, I would have never known personally. But that that person will relay and it it just, you know, that person feels them and connects with that moment so, so strongly. And I always invite the people to just take a minute and sense the energy because as soon as you invite them in, you know, to just let them feel what it feels like when that person's there. Often our loved ones are with us all the time or, you know, kind of in and out all the time whenever we need them. And for me, it's always so much more powerful to empower people to connect and feel that connection for themselves. But I know that there are sometimes, you know, really valuable messages that need to be heard around in order for them to heal. What struck me as interesting as, as he was doing these readings was how he often described them as um, you know, when someone had passed away that they passed before their time and passed before they would have wanted to. And I'm not sure if that is the way... Actually, I'm going to back up. He That's how he described it. But he also described how, like, primarily he receives messages... Um, He's mostly clairvoyant. And then he also obviously has these really intense physical sensations um, and, and, and a little bit more than that. But, you know, he often talks about how he receives these symbols and this imagery and he puts that together and, you know, tries to decipher the code and relay the message to the other person. And so... I'm curious, like, like my sense on that is that he is perceiving that they felt they passed too soon based on the fact that they passed when they were young. Because anyone that I have ever read, any spirit that has ever come through, has been really clear to me. Like, do not feel bad that I passed at this age or stage in my life or at all. Like they only ever say like this, like, like the every, every single spirit f feels free, feels peaceful, feels 
amazing. Like, I, I don't even know how to, like, articulate the, the sensation that comes through with this. And almost everyone, and there have been, sent, you know, there have been times where people passed away young. And, and then people, their, you know, their friends and family left behind are, you know, left saying things like, oh, that's such a shame. Like, they passed away so young. They had their whole life ahead of them. Like, who knows what, you know, what they're missing out on. Excuse me. I have to take a drink of water there. Um, and they always say, like, do not feel sad for me at all. Like, if anything, like, we feel bad for you. And I don't mean that in, like, a, you know, pity party way. It's just that they really acknowledge that our experience here on Earth is much more fu full of contrasting and duality good and bad dark and light um you know all of uh, such a massive range of emotions whereas when your soul is liberated from your body <coughs> there is such a sense of freedom that comes in that that comes from that lightness not being tied into like a heavy meat suit which I've actually had, like, shown to me my husband's, one of my husband's close friends growing up, um, passed away a couple of years ago. And he had struggled with substance abuse um, in his adult years. And then he traveled to Peru and engaged in ayahuasca for healing and he ended up staying there for a couple of years I don't know the exact amount of time and he was training to teach people how to give these ceremonies and then he came home for a visit or for a while I'm not sure exactly how that worked um, and he overdosed on heroin and I remember Al, my husband, you know, communicating and saying, like, you know, it's just so bad. Like, he was doing so good. And then to just do that, like, like he's like, like, he felt so bad for him. Like, he felt like, you know, it was such a shame, right? All of these, all, all of this emotion um, of sadness for him which, you know, like, like absolutely feel sadness for your loss, feel sadness for, you know, the loss of, of those who are left behind. But it was interesting, like, he came through, he came through right away, and I don't even know if I articulated it to my husband at the time, because it was literally, like, the day after. Um, and he came through to me, and he was like, you know, he, he's, he's like, no, there's no, because he'd been doing, like, these plant medicine ceremonies so much, he really had a really clear understanding of the spirit world and was really detached from being alive or not. So when he did that, it wasn't his intention to go. But at the same time, it was really readily accepted. There wasn't fear. There wasn't panic. There wasn't like, you know, anything that really, that, that tethered him to this earth. It really freed and liberated him immediately. And I 
waited a while to express this to my husband because he was deep in in the emotion of it and it's not always the perfect time and I asked if it was the right time and I received a clear no um and then a little while later he asked me if if I could connect to him and an interesting thing that happens is you know I mentioned like I always receive um our spirit guide messages I always like you know they're always there with us and sometimes our loved ones come through. But often for me, if you ask to connect to a loved one, if you say, oh, is so-and-so here? It will, you know, it's almost like calling them up on the phone and they'll often come through. Um, it there's so, Sometimes they don't come through quite as clearly. Sometimes they, it comes through more messages about them as opposed to them delivering the messages. Or sometimes it takes a little while for them to, like, integrate back into... Um, like a place where, where they, their communication can come through clear, almost like slowly tuning in a radio station or something like that, where it's just like I can see them, but then it takes a little while for their messages to come in. Um, just a little bit of time elapsing for our energy fields, I think, to, to merge or to, um, yeah, just receive like those wavelengths. Um, and I actually have had times, I remember I have connected to guides who were like on super, super high dimensional guides where it almost sounds like their voice is coming in slowly and then eventually it comes in clearly. Like it has to like tune in that way, which is really interesting. Um, but getting back to, you know, that reading or the reading where my husband asked me to tune in and see if his friend was around. He came in and it was like he was like this like hummingbird. And that's actually like not the way that I saw it, but like his energy was like zipping around, like like the way that a hummingbird like zip 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 zip. Um, but a lot more masculine. And um and he was like, Oh my gosh, do not feel sorry for me. He was like, I'm free like and he was showing him just like being able to move and do anything that you know he could think of like like there was just no limits no um nothing like holding or creating restriction or rule as far as like the way that you could move and be and 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 I don't even know how to like it was just like his energy was like zipping around and he, he was like he was like I feel bad for you guys like you guys are you guys are like turtles. <laughs> and he, you know, he showed us like as humans with like these turtle shells that were just like weighing us down and like holding us down onto the earth and how we could only move so slowly compared to, you know, what our, what a soul or a spirit can, can do once it's liberated from the body. Every, like everything, message that I've ever received from someone who's passed has about the experience of them passing has only ever been positive like it's I definitely am like want to be here having this experience but it's definitely created a place in me where I feel quite detached from any sort of fear about death and yeah, definitely, I you know, don't worry about me. It's not something that I would seek out. But I don't, yeah, I don't feel a lot of fear about it. Everything that's been communicated to me about the experience of passing over 
has been incredibly beautiful and it feels like it's much harder for us left on this side than it is for the souls who pass over. And I think we are all connected in such a way that we can access each other. And we, you know, the idea, I, I, I know for when I was younger and I lost people, like there were times where I could feel them around me. There were times where like, you know, I understood that concept of them being around me. But at the same time, I didn't have the same sensations and, and I desired more. And I guess now I am really lucky because I do have such a, you know, that connection is so easy. But I do, like, if there's someone that you've lost, like, and you, you know, I I invite you to even, you know, ask them to come. And then let yourself just feel if you can sense their presence, sense their energy around them. And even if that is subtle and simple, and just see how that feels. Because we all have that ability and and our loved ones want to connect with us so deeply. And it can be a really beautiful, loving experience. So the other thing that, that I, you know, was comparing and contrasting in the show was, and I briefly touched on it before, was how he um, shared how he, how drained he was after a reading often, or how um, things would often come in at him really intensely without kind of his, a lot of his control, and it kind of made him feel like he was in a different state. Um and how he had to rest a lot because, you know, in between work, he just wanted to stay in bed. And I feel incredibly lucky, so, so grateful. And I'm I'm not sure, like, like, for me, I think the Reiki, channeling Reiki through all the time helps me. But giving readings for me is exciting and uplifting and energizing. And, you know, reading sessions, healings, whatever they are, empowering others on their journey is like it it uplifts me and and it's so beautiful like I just always feel so energized so excited and people say all the time like oh my gosh this must you know you meant this must really take a lot out of you and I always feel so good like I'm yeah I feel so incredibly lucky and I also I'm incredibly lucky because I feel like I also have a lot of control over how I receive it and when I receive it. And so for me, I close my eyes and I, you know, just take a second to tune in. It comes in really quickly. Um, usually, sometimes it takes an, a few minutes to like quiet my mind and get in and tune into that. Um, but often it comes like it's very quick, very easy um, and very clear. And then I kind of open my eyes and I can be back in the present moment and deliver the messages and, and be with that person. And so, you know, if I'm kind of, at, you know, moving through my daily life with my eyes open, I'm not inundated a lot. Sometimes little things come through, 
depending on what I'm doing, who I'm thinking about, sometimes where I am. You know, if I'm walking out in nature, I definitely hear all the nature spirits and 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 hear, you know, them in a different way. I don't even know really how to describe it. Like the song of the forest is maybe the best way to describe it. The way that, I don't know, there's so many, but it's so beautiful. It's almost the same way as if you were to walk through like a crowded public place and you kind of hear all the chatter and all the stuff, except that it's like a nature song. Like it all comes together like a beautiful, it all, it all comes together in like harmony as opposed to like, not harmony. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know really the way, but you know, just because I use that example of like a crowded place, how there would be, you know, a lot of noises that, that were just noise and static. Whereas this comes through more in like a beautiful song way. And then if I stop and take a minute to tune into any of those nature spirits individually, then I can receive their messages. Um, and just kind of touching on this, I did a session today and this is, so this is, you know, emphasizing as well, you know, how incredibly energizing it is to me because not only do I get to empower others. So earlier today I was working with, um, with a lovely client, I guess is the, what would you call them? I feel like there's so much more than that. Um, but they had someone close to them in their life who had recently had brain surgery. And we were talking about the recovery and everything like that. And they were, the guides were just showing me how important it was, how important that nature connection was. It was like this concept of like gently moving your body, but primarily for healing the brain and helping the brain was this was just being in nature and allowing the gentle stimulation of the senses to rewire and reprogram the brain. And when I saw this, it made so much sense and it was so incredibly exciting. They were literally showing how like when we're out in nature and you know our eyes see a bird, like these golden threads connect our eyes to the bird and then and and that golden thread like on the outside world is it, it's, it's almost like a neural connection and so then a scale of that connection fires inside of our brain and then we hear you know the sound of frogs riveting and you know that connection happens in our with our ears you know our ear senses it and then it creates these neural pathways in our brain that are incredibly healing and you know then we you know we smell you know the ground after it rains or you know the a cedar tree or you know whatever it is that we're smelling we have all of these sensory experiences that are so stimulating but in the most gentle way and how calming and healing that is for our brains. And, you know, this was absolutely the case for, for him after a brain surgery where he deeply needs his brain to be rewired and refired. But, I mean, I think that that goes for all of us. And as someone who, like, 
you know, I value nature. I know how healing it is. I can feel it. I can sense it. But then to have this, this totally other way of it being shown to me as it being shown to support, you know, a healthy brain function. So in such a clear and concise way that I wish I could just like, I wish I could projector what I see sometimes because yeah, it's it's like if you were to look down at, at a person, say you were standing out in your garden and you were to see, you know, a bee, a bee fly by and you would have that connection of your visual eyes seeing it, you'd have the connection of the auditory of you hearing it. Um, and those would, and, and then you can, you know, if you were to visualize like, like these golden pathways connecting and then scale replicas of that, wiring and firing in your brain. I hope that that makes sense. I hope that you can hear that and feel that. And I always trust that like, if you're here, it's because you're meant to be here. It's because you're meant to hear these messages. Um, it's because you're ready for them. So I'm, I'm trusting that this is going to hopefully make a bit of sense to you. And, and then to like, you know, further emphasize that point, you consider, you know, what a person might be doing besides that, you know, like, like, like at other times when you might be watching TV and that's like, a you know, an assault to our senses. Like it's, I, I know, I remember being like really sick and being like, I couldn't even handle this, the stimulation of like those, you know, big colorful shapes and images and then the loud sound and putting it all together in your brain Because it's not natural. It's like it's like a sensory overload. And we've become really used to that. And it's not to say that that is bad all the time. Like I, you know, I was sharing that I was watching an interesting show earlier. That's what, that's what inspired me to even start chatting with you tonight. Um, it's totally fine. But it's so important to find balance. And it's so important. Like, you know, sometimes... Some people have days and days where they don't ever connect with nature. And, you know, that can be taking a few minutes to connect with like a plant or a tree or, you know, whatever it is, or it could be taking time to just stand outside and, you know, take a few deep breaths. And um, it was really interesting. They were really showing the value, like for this reconnection of the brain, it was, was these birds. And, and it might just be because that person had a, a, a personal interest. And so that would be an easy, you know, something that they were interested in. But the value of, you know, hanging a bird feeder at your house, be it a hummingbird feeder or a bird seed feeder, whatever it is, and allowing yourself to just receive that really gentle stimulation of the colors coming and going and flitting and flying and the different sounds and and to just be present, taking those things in more often than not. I mean... I, you know, I know that that's going to look different for all of us, but if it's, you know, taking time, if you live in the city, taking time to go to a park and take that in, taking time to notice, you know, plants, bushes, trees that are growing outside. If you're lucky to live near the forest, you know, you or, you know, to even have a backyard, you might go outside and put your feet on the grass. Um, maybe if you have a balcony, you know, hang up a bird feeder and see who comes and eats those bird seeds, see what happens. Um, or, you know, if you have a, a outdoor space, 
um, you know, going for a walk in the forest, whatever that is, sitting by a stream, you know, sitting by water and just noticing that, watching ducks swim around together. Like there's all of these things that are incredibly sensory, but we do live in an age where, you know, we pick up our phone and like, you know, we, we overstimulate ourselves so much. And, and it was just like, just emphasizing the importance of this gentle stimulation and coming back to that as being the way that our brain needs to be strong and connected and, you know, so supportive. And it makes so much sense. And it's so exciting for me to receive these kind of messages because, you know, it helps me like, like, you know, I get to share them with you. I get to share them with the world. I get to implement them into my life. I get to share them with the person who asked, you know, how do I support this person in my life who's recovering from a brain injury and to give them like simple tools that they can actually implement in an easy way and have incredible results like to be able to empower them like your guides know what you need more than anyone else you know if we're if we're if our human self is telling us what we need that might not be the thing it might be the thing but our guides our high self really really know what we need and so it's so beautiful like I feel so privileged to be able to share those kind of messages with people and to empower them to give them the tools to take that into their own hands and and implement it into their own life and then yeah and then to be able to just learn like like every session like you know working with different people in all different ways of life allows me to see more and more and more of what is possible and sometimes our human brain like you know things like 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 seeing those that those connections and the way that nature like literally rewires our brain which is something that i knew on an intuitive level but couldn't really like i hadn't seen it in that way to to see how the energetic connections affect or the physical connections within our physical self. And I know that they exist. But I didn't know they existed that way. I didn't know exactly how that worked. And so it was so fascinating to to be able to learn more and more and more and more. And a lot of times the things that we learn, it's like, oh, yeah, of course that makes sense, just like this. It's like, of course that makes sense. I know so much about this. And yet this is another small thing that I didn't quite, you know, it's it's another... It's just an expansion of, of what you know, an expansion of what is possible, an expansion of, of the universe, of, you know, of our experience here on it. And it's so powerful and so beautiful and it fires me up and it makes me really excited about getting to connect with people. And it makes me really excited about life and the experience that we're having and I know, like, you know, I shared that I, you know, I feel pretty detached from death, but I also feel pretty excited about this as an experience and, and what is possible for all of us. And so while there are times, like after I teach a class and there are times where like I'm on a big high and then I do have a bit of a crash and it depends on what I'm doing. I've noticed that those crashes have become... I don't know, it's almost like, it almost feels like, you know, if you're going about your day and then kind of that three o'clock, that afternoon time comes where you're just, 
need to rest and and unwind. But at the same time, if there's something going on, you kind of get a second wind and you keep going. It's kind of like it's kind of like you come to a place where you could do either or. Like where if things are quiet, you could easily lay down and close your eyes for a minute or easily, you know, sit down and read a book for a few minutes or look outside or, you know, take a take some quiet time or maybe where like you would normally reach for a cup of coffee so that you don't take that quiet time. Um, or like if something exciting is happening, you know, if I'm like, okay, for me, that's always like a really good time to go for a walk or to do something physical, maybe do some yoga or whatever it is. Um, and then I can kind of pick myself back up and move through it. That's the only, the only time it used to be a lot more intense and I used to feel it really intensely actually after I would do, um, markets and yeah, like, like a couple of hours after I would get home from a market, I would be wiped out but it, that's a, like a totally different thing. And then I started really implementing Reiki into my life when I was doing markets. Because when you're selling herbal products for health, a lot of people will come up to you and tell you exactly, you know, all of their life story and all of the struggles that they've had. And, you know, sometimes they want to know if you have something for it. And other times they just want to unload and unburden and I think as a healer, you know, people come to me for that quite often. And so quite after, after a few times of, of feeling that real exhaustion, I started to do the Reiki and I started to just let that either flow through me or I would send them distance Reiki when that would come. And I noticed that it would shift it really quickly. And so a lot of times they would kind of just stop talking or, you know, wrap up what they were saying and and keep moving along or you know do whatever they needed to do yeah it's the reiki it's definitely i was was like is it the reiki or is it me like my purpose and my excitement about life but it is the reiki because i am excited about herbs as well and people would come to me and try and, and it would be very exhausting until I started making sure that I was always channeling the Reiki through. And then I felt amazing. So maybe that's what this guy on TV needs, is some Reiki in his life. <laughs> and I recommend you guys all get some Reiki in your life as well, because it it will be an incredibly powerful tool that you can use to keep yourself clear, to not take on people's energy, um, and the, the beautiful thing is that anytime that you're giving Reiki, you're also receiving Reiki. So like I said, I always feel like amazing afterwards because after I've given a session, I've also received, you know, an hour of energy, an hour of, of Reiki healing energy flowing through my body, finding, you know, what, where it needs to go and, and, and whatnot. And while I'm not actively clearing myself out and actively, you know, doing my own work, I am still in being infused with that healing energy and infused with that light. So it's probably actually more energizing than when you have your own session, because when you have your own session, you're, there's a lot to be processed through there. And when I do a session, I always end with like energy healing and energy clearing to allow time for integration, to allow time for 
to make sure that you feel balanced and good when you leave because that's the goal. I don't want to leave you feeling frazzled. So anyways, I've rambled about a whole bunch of things tonight. Um, and I'm just going to wrap up here because I'm not even... I feel like there might have been more points. It was it was really interesting to watch someone else do what they do. And and it's always fascinating to me too. And, and I really did also want to share a little bit more about my perspective about what it's like to give it and, or, you know, to give a reading, give a session, to be there because the more that we, sometimes we do need to like expand our mind into what is possible. And sometimes when we hear someone else's experience, we go, oh, hey, I experienced that. Or that's familiar to me. And, and it lets us access deeper levels of our consciousness and it lets us expand our intuition and our consciousness into different realms where we're starting to have different levels of understanding of what we might be experiencing. A lot of people have asked me if, you know, if I was born, you know, if, if I had this ability as a child, um, so on and so forth. And my mom will tell you that I definitely had an imaginary friend. I don't totally remember what this was about. I am not sure if I was connecting with someone else or, you know, like one of my favorite movies when I was growing up was Drop Dead Fred. So I might have just been pretending to have my own Drop Dead Fred as well. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me until I was older. And there's a whole other probably episode that I could record about you know, I have seen, like, like I think that in order to step into the role of a healer, sometimes we come into that with our own natural abilities or with our own, like, like, like just, just clear and able to do it. And sometimes I think that we do need to move through some stuff in life. We do need to have some experiences. I don't think they have to be incredibly traumatic or, you know, but I think that we do have to live a bit of life in order to allow us to feel compassion for others, allow us to understand. Because if we didn't, it's a lot harder for us to to be compassionate, to understand. It's not impossible. So, you know, that does happen. But I do also know that a lot of people who have led incredibly challenging lives do grow into becoming incredible healers. Um, And there was something else that I was going to share. I feel like I've already just slithered around so many different topics. Mm, I don't know. I guess if I can't think of it, maybe it wasn't meant to be shared now. We have to go through some stuff. Oh, I was sharing about, uh, yeah, how that didn't come through for me as a child. Sorry, this is, I do want to share this. Um, so one of the things that I have, I've repeated quite a few times about what that is like. Um, because I think that I have received a lot of things in throughout my life in different ways. But I didn't have the right foundation or perspective um, to understand that. So sometimes I reference it to say that it's almost like when you're a kid and you watch grown-ups drinking alcohol. 
And you can tell that, you know, that, you know, they drink, they might act a little differently. And, you know, you know that it's alcohol, you know that it does something. But at the same time, you don't really know what it is until you drink it for the first time. And then your perspective, your perspective on it and your understanding of it becomes entirely different because now you have the lived experience of it as opposed to the observation. And that's kind of how it feels is like I received bits and pieces, but I didn't fully understand what and why and how. And then I stepped into a place where I was just able to receive it and like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe how I did that. I, I mean, I did a little bit before where I said that I let go of the beliefs and then I just trusted what was coming in. So I did also share earlier that I went from a place where I was doing sessions where I was giving information only at the end of the session to a place where the guides asked me, like, do you want to work with us? Will you deliver our messages? I remember it was a very clear moment and I agreed and then everything opened up in a different way. And and all of those abilities just kind of expanded. And I began to share my impressions, my insights, the visions, the words as they were coming. And that took a lot of courage to do because, you know, someone might be like, no, none of that makes sense. You're crazy. And then that might be the it, it for you. It wasn't the case for me. Everything was incredibly, like I just came into a, a very deep place of trust and surrender. And I'm sure that motherhood prepared me for that a lot as well because motherhood is a massive journey of trust and surrender. Um, but I came into a place where I just let it be and I just started to deliver the messages and I found that when I worked with people, it came clearer and clearer and clearer. Like sometimes... You know, you receive information and you might be going down different roads of of information that are, you know, need need to be shared. Um, but sometimes you need that person to be like, yes, I know what that is. That makes sense. And then you can move into the next. It's almost like sometimes, and not every time because every session is different, but sometimes it'll be like, okay, they'll show me this one piece. And then once I deliver that piece and I say that, then the next thing is revealed. And then the next, and then the next and, you know, I, th I think there are times where, I, like, I trust that higher intelligence as well. I trust that it needs to be delivered in this way in order to be received by that person in the most effective and powerful way possible for them. And, and then other times it flows through and it's like, you know, so much information that I'm like, okay, I'm going to deliver this and then I'm going to come back and then I'll, you know, share this. Because there's there's so much coming through as, as one big mass of information, one big download of, of stuff. So, yeah. That's a little insight into my process and how it works for me. And I want to share, you know, first and foremost that, or last, I guess, because I'm wrapping it up, um, that we do all receive our gifts in different ways. And we can grow to receive them in the ways that we desire. Um, but if you're not quite there yet, lean into what you are receiving and let that expand from there. The way, you know, 
like, like, you know, I watched this, you know, very successful medium with very accurate information and, and, and just such an incredibly different process that I felt was like kind of dangerous in a way that like, like it felt like it was affecting his physical health. He even shared, you know, that he felt like every reading, you know, he became older and older and older and that he couldn't see himself as an old man because he already felt like an old man. Hopefully he lives a beautiful, long, healthy life. Um, and he did also share like some of his health issues. Um, but, you know, my process is very different and I know other people that channel information differently and, you know, it's all intuition. It's all beautiful. Um, if anything that I said resonated with you, wonderful. If it didn't, trust your process. Like, if I can stress anything so much, it's it's just trusting. Trust, trust, trust. If you're working at developing your own intuition. And if you're interested in, in a session, I'm here. <laughs> Always here. So anyways, I'm going to wrap this up because this has been a long one and it's getting really late and it's now actually rolled into my birthday <laughs> because it's so late. So anyways, I'm going to go and get some rest so I can enjoy the day tomorrow. And as always, I'm sending so much love from my heart to yours. Thank you.